With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, today, uh, before we jump in, we'd love to, if you'd leave a review on iTunes and, or wherever you listen to podcasts, those five stars do really help. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. I'll get it out. Um, not only are they innovative, unbelievable how shooting machines are, are have changed you know i remember when they used to have those long metal racks coming from the court um, but how they've innovated how they put the trainers right in front of you it's unbelievable so go over and check it out also go over and check out tchoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches there's nothing else on the market like it nowhere else are you going to get the bat phone to the person running it. No, you know, yes, they might do quarterly or monthly or weekly calls, but they're not, they're not on your backing call. If you have a question, if you have an email, trust me, I will get back to you. I will respond. I will get on a call with you that day. So come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome to coach unplugged. Uh, geez, I don't even know where you're when I get to a thousand, that might be, I, um, so Jason, what I'm going to have you do is, um, I'm going to have you kind of what I what like we were talking about before we came on very conversational. Um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and I'm going to have you tell the listeners about your basketball journey. Um, not only about your playing one, but about what you've done for, for Ireland basketball and all of that. And then, um, We'll go down. That's like I said, we're very conversational. I've, I've, I've tons of questions, but uh, we'll just see which road we go down. So once you introduce yourself to the, the audience and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Uh, so my name is Jason Killeen and I'm originally from Limerick city, Ireland, currently living in Dublin, Ireland, but uh, it was about a 15 or 16 year gap in the middle between leaving, uh, leaving Limerick. I spent nine years in America between high school and college. I uh, went on to play professional basketball. I've been playing 
professionally now since 2009 and that kind of goes back and forth between professional and and semi-pro uh what i mean by that is you know playing basketball alongside having a job for and continuing on my education for a lot of them years as well and and what uh and explain how that system works like how do you 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 play professionally but then you get you have like a side job or you're going to school the whole the entire time yeah, a little bit of both. So I left, I graduated from Augusta State in Georgia in 2009. And I left and went and played pro for a couple of years, just full time. Played two years in France, played in Malaysia, played in England, and then came back to Ireland. Uh, went off and played in France again for a year. So basically the last six years I've been living in Dublin, Ireland. I got a job with Basketball Ireland, which is the governing body of basketball here. 2014 to 2019 okay so you know you're you're working a full-time job my first two years with basketball ireland were pretty crazy actually i came back my wife and i came back from france got the job there i was a uh, head of development so i ran all the development programs for the for the island of ireland uh, alongside that played full-time with local club here at temple oak uh did a master's degree at the same time. I coached two teams, two underage teams, under 15 boys and under 15 girls with Temple Oak Club. Uh, was the assistant coach on the under 16 uh, men's national team that played in the European Championships. I was the head coach for the under 18 three-on-three team that went and played in the European Championships. So, you know, it's one you're trying to balance everything but you're still leaving the house at eight o'clock in the morning and you're and you're arriving back after 11 most nights so right it's right. a fairly full schedule but <laughs> it's a full schedule but when you when you get to spend that amount of hours in the day you know based around basketball it's it's a you, good you forget sometimes yeah you forget the hours that you put in you know well yeah that's what i always tell my students too it's like i said find something you love and that you love to do and it helps when you're good at it, but yeah, those, 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 those intersections. So explain professional basketball, European professional basketball to our listeners. First of all, I have a bunch of questions, but let's do that first. So explain the European model to me. Like, so you, what did that entail when you went to France and played? Yeah. So the European model, if you like me asking you, you know, what's basketball in America and you look at, you know, high school, some states have shot clocks, some sh- some states don't have shot clocks. Yeah. It, it it varies a lot from country to country, you know. Okay. Uh, that's a great analogy. I don't think I've had anybody explain it that way, but that's a great way. We, I was just talking to a high school coach last night. That's a great way to explain it. So each country kind of runs their their professional. Because kids in, high, in the states play high school, then they go to college, and then they can go play in the G League. Or then go to Europe, and then or they play in the NBA. Those that's basically it. Like there's no gray area. There's semi pros, but there really isn't semi pro. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you're, so you're opening up. You're opening up a can of worms there because it, it varies so much. Like when you look at France, you have the top league uh, pro A, and you know there's guys there. They're making big money. Right. Then you then you have seven, eight different professional leagues underneath that that are all structured the whole way down uh, national leagues down to regional leagues and there's there's a little bit for everybody the big differences in europe between the top leagues and the lower leagues would be in the top leagues there's no limit on on americans essentially you know when we say americans we 
anyone outside, anyone that was educated or born outside of Europe in Ireland would be a category two player. Okay. So the way it works, the way it works in Ireland is you're allowed two category two players on the score sheet during okay. the game. Okay. But you can only have one on the court at any one time. So, which is strange, right? They brought right. that rule in a couple of years ago to try and uh, promote the Irish players and try increase the development of the Irish players. Now, me personally, I think we've come far enough that we can we can start re- reintroducing two Americans on the floor at any one time. Uh, other leagues, it's different rules everywhere. You know, you go to the BBL in England, I think it's four Americans you can have or four category two. Spain is different. So as far as if you're a young American player and you're looking to go to Europe, you know, it is very important to look at what league you're going to what kind of chance like so we've had two americans on our team for the last three or four years and they've never got to play together you know you have two guys on a team right. potentially do they, do they know, two- tend to do they tend to look for a type of player they look for a big do they look for a slasher do they look for a i mean are they trying to fill gaps that they don't feel like the irish players can fill is that what they're doing they're yeah certainly fill, certainly fill gaps a big part of it would be we don't we don't produce a lot of big players you know, we're, we're a small population, right. about 4 million, about 4 million. And I'd say basketball in Ireland is sixth or seventh most popular sport. So you have all these different sports, right. which is crazy. But, which is. you know, if there, was, if there was any country in the world that was built for basketball, it's Ireland because you get to play inside and it rains so much over here. Right. <laughs> but uh, so a lot of teams will, they, they look for bigs. A lot of teams will look for bigs. Now, okay. we're lucky in Temple Oak in the fact that they almost look at me as being an import player because I was educated and played in the States for so long. I'm six foot 10 and I'm born in Ireland. So I, I kind of cross off that. So for our team, we can kind of look for the best player. A lot of times we look for like a stretch four and a point guard. That's what we've had the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, That's what I was thinking. The game is really the game has really changed. How do you how what have you, what changes have you seen in the game in the European game in the last like since you've started playing? Oh, it's massive. Like I did my master's degree on sports performance analysis, and so my thesis at the end I wrote it on rule change in basketball and how that's how that's changed the way we play. Right. You know. So obviously you have the obviously you have the Steph Curry effect where you know you walk in a gym in Ireland now. 5,000 miles away and there's kids yelling out Steph as they're shooting from the halfway line, you know, and right, you're, right. You're, you're begging them to get closer to the basket and start right. out. But uh, there has, yeah, there's been huge changes. And I think that's, you know, basketball has always been one of them sports. I believe that's willing to embrace change and willing to try new things. You know, you don't see that same flexibility with football or soccer yeah. or many of the other sports. Like, you look at the 24 second shot clock, you know, that was under FIBA, that was 30 seconds. Then you put it down to 24. You look at getting the ball over the halfway line from eight sec, from 10 seconds down to eight seconds. Right. You look at the no charge circle, you know, offensive rebound, you have 14 second shot clock rather than resetting it back to 24. You know, right. all of these, all of these rules, essentially they're all for the fan. They're all to make the game more exciting, to score higher numbers. Uh, to protect the offensive players a lot more. Like that charge circle did a good job of doing that. 
and now you have the the zero step starting to come in as well so it, it's a conscious effort by FIBA I believe to to speed up the game and you know you make it more fan friendly essentially right oh I agree so w when you started what were the skill sets that you when you came in and started working for uh um, the youth program. What do they call it? Basketball Ireland? What do they call it? Basketball Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, ours is USA Basketball. Um, anyway, uh, which is it's getting is slowly getting to where it needs to get to. I mean, Don Showalter's in a great job. But um, anyway, uh, so what skill sets did you come in and feel like like Ireland needed to work on? What was your job? Well, Explain your job when you came in and started doing that. Yeah, so no, I've I've left basketball Ireland since I work at a college here in Dublin. Okay. But when I when I first came in, like one of the big issues you have over here, and this is going to seem completely foreign or completely crazy to any coaches listening in the states, uh, I would have taken that under fifteen team club team, right? Now they're playing for me. They get to practice twice a week and again. You know, in America, you're. When I went to high school, all of a sudden now you're you're practicing every single day for three or four hours a day, and just right. like that contact time is huge. The right. other downside, some of them better players. So I had kids on my, I had five international players on my team. So we started out, and then five players that have represented our country and gone on five or six and went on to play in in the European Championships, which is the, it's it's the big deal over here, you know. Right. Uh, some of them better players, like I'm thinking of my point guard in particular, Chris, he would have played on my team. He would have played a year up. He would have played with his school. He would have played a year up in his school. He would have played with the national team. That kid played at any one time on six or seven different teams. And now that's six or seven different coaches. Right. Six or seven, six or seven different sets of, six or seven different playbooks, six or seven different sets of terminology that he has to listen to. And then, you know, a lot of time they're, they're running into practice and they're just got off the bus and they're running into practice from another practice. So it's, that's the right. big issue. When I first came here, I was like, you know, we need to do something about this. I don't think we can change the structure in the sense that, you know, if you give a kid an opportunity to play for his country, he's going to go play for his country, you know? And, right. and, and so he should. But our idea was, and along with uh, with Tim Rice, who I believe you've had on the yeah. show before. Yeah. Tim's, Tim's great. Uh, Tim's done fantastic work over here in Ireland. Uh, we developed what was called the Green Shoots Coaching Manual. Okay. So we've three we've three manuals: the green, the white, and the orange. Uh, the green one is aimed at kids from seven to ten, and then you have the white is ten to twelve, and the orange is twelve to fourteen. Right. So the whole idea was that we build seven to 10, the first one, we're trying to build athletes. We're not basketball specific. We're trying to build athletes. We're trying to teach them, you know, how to run properly, how to jump right. properly, hand to eye coordination. Well, that, I think that's things. a lost thing in the States too. Oh, huge, like, huge. Ask a kid to like have their arms go and skip, even at the younger ages, like, like alternate. It's like, they got to get their bodies down. I, 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 I always say they're like newborn giraffes, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> when they're born Absolutely. and they're all like they can't control their bodies at that point yeah, yeah we're worried about them dribbling shoot we got to worry about them running you know <laughs> yeah and and you know it's all part of the development like do, do right. we need them being perfect athletes right away yeah. no you know these kids they should be giraffes they should be able to yeah. run around at that age and make mistakes and learn from the mistakes you know right uh so the whole idea of that the first book was build athletes right and the whole idea of that 
was that other sports picked up on that manual. So right. it was a sneak. It was a sneaky way for us. Like the GA in Ireland is hurling and football. You probably never heard of that. They're two sports that are native to Ireland. They're the biggest. No, I have heard there. of them because I've done a oh, yeah. bunch of. Oh, I have. <laughs> Very good. They're, they're they're crazy cool. Like yeah. from from like, yeah. Anyway, they should Completely be playing them. Sport. They should be playing them on ESPN in the states right now. Like they should yes. be playing like the whole season. People would get into it. I'm telling you. But yeah. Yeah. So, it's weird that soccer is not the biggest lot. sport in Ireland, too. That's just weird to me. That comes in after the GA now. There are native sports, so, you know. Yeah. And it's if you're born in a, in a certain county, I say counties in Ireland because, you know, it's, it's different from states in America, obviously. Yeah. Ireland, for reference terms, is about the same size as West Virginia. So that's. Oh, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, I, I've got, I, I can trace, my last name is Collins. I can trace the Collins back to Ireland. Um, and, uh, my mom's maiden name is Mary Margaret McCormick. So I think McCormick's a pretty Irish name. Um, yeah, yeah so it's like, I can trace all of them back, but it's, yeah, it's like, I can tell, I don't remember what County they were born in, but it's weird. Cause you think County is different in the States than it is. It's almost like, yeah, a, it's, it's almost like a state in Ireland, right? It's almost like a subsection. Yeah. On, on yeah. a smaller scale. Yeah. yeah. So, but the point is that if, with the GA and with their, their amateur games, right? So that nobody gets paid. Now, they're obviously helped to get jobs and expenses and stuff. But amateur games, when you look at the finals in September, there's 80, 90,000 people at a game. You know, right. they're all amateurs on the pitch, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you're born in a county, you don't go play with any other county. You know, if you're, wherever you're born, you stay with them for good. And whatever their colors are, that's the colors that you represent. So it's hard to break into that. It's hard to break into the whole community aspect of it. So with basketball, our goal was to not compete with the GA and not try, you know, take kids away from other sports. Our goal was to add to it. So if we develop this, we develop these green shoots. Now the GA and rugby and football, they're all taking these manuals and our reach has increased hugely because now you have, you know, thousands of kids across the board in multiple different sports, all learning the same hand-eye coordination and learning the same ways to be, to become athletes. Uh, our whole thing was we don't want kids at six and seven and eight years old to just play basketball. We right. want them to go play soccer. We want them to go play GA. We want them to try tennis. Play as many different sports as you can. You're always going to lose a few when you right. do that, but you'll also gain a few. Yeah. You know, the dropout rate for for females really is 14, 15. Uh, to tend to drop out of sports for males comes a little bit later than that. But so we believe that at a young age, if you make these games and these drills as fun as possible, you give kids a ch- an opportunity to try as many different sports as possible. Then when it comes to that that age, they're more likely to stay involved, right? Right. And so the second, yeah, the second book, that was the first one. The second one, you know, you're getting into more basketball specific elements. And then the third one, more and more basketball specific. And then it leads right into our national teams. And so what our national manual is it? Is it telling the coaches what to specifically do, like drill wise? Is it talking about um just philosophy? Is it talking about nutrition is it talking how, how specific can you get like with what's in there for the building block every everything that you just said so this okay. is the 
picture of yep. the book here. It's it's free to download on the Basketball Ireland website. Okay. You know, you've tons of games in here. You've tons of philosophy. I'll give you an example of one game. So, with uh, young kids, so dribble tag, right? Okay. So, I have the ball. There's 30 kids in the, on the court. you got five or six kids, the ball. they got a dribble. they got a chest show. If they tag you, you're it. They're free, right? right? So, very easy. The twist that we put in, there is you put in like a sock, like a volleyball or something that's a tennis ball, the older they get. Yeah. And that now becomes a safety ball. So now you have 30 kids, you have six kids that are that are it, and you have two or three safety balls. So if you have that safety ball in your hand, you can't get caught, right? You're you're right. Dan or what I'm not sure right. the term in America. Uh the idea is now I'm chasing you, trying to catch you. Somebody throws the softball over the top, you've got to catch it, and now now I can't catch you. So what it works like on. Yeah, so it's just it's really simple, right? So right. if I don't make a good throw, you get caught. If you don't make a good catch, you get caught. It teaches kids you're running, and you hear them seven, eight years old, and they're screaming at each other running around the court. You know, that's right. one of the most difficult things to do is to get kids to talk when they're playing. But It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you give that to them at a young age, you know. Right. It helps hentai coordination, passing, dribbling, communication. Well, and just, I think I always talk about fundamentals. Like at that age, you got to make it fun. Like it's absolutely. Fundamentals. You know, you got to you got to do all of that. Um, it's the biggest key that we have in the book: teaching fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. capital F U N. So yeah, <laughs> it's exactly true? what you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly the way you got to tackle it. So, is there any is so this that takes them up to the national team. Um, how does it, they explain how the national teams work? Like, how do I get on the national team? How do you find me? How do I, how does that work? Yeah. So it's all being restructured now. I'll just, I'll just finish off that last talk before I get, before I get lost again. Okay. Uh, the whole idea, going back to, to my point guard, Chris. So on his, on his six or seven different teams, the whole idea with the green shoots now is that even though he's playing on six or seven different teams, every coach is using the same terminology. Every coach is using the same style of play. Okay. Every coach is using the same, you know. So now he's playing for six different teams, but what he's hearing is the same thing no matter what right. coach he goes to, no matter right. what court. Uh, the style of play we try to go with is, it is guard-orientated because we don't produce a lot of bigs. Because <laughs> you're uh, in Ireland. People are yeah. short in Ireland. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a lot of run and gun. Right. You know, it's a lot of get the ball up the floor as quickly as possible. But on the flip side of that, when we do have big kids, we give them them skills as well. There's no such thing right. anymore of being stuck under the basket. It's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta learn all the positions. Well, you I'm, in, the I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Wisconsin where the Bucks are, Milwaukee Bucks are. You want to be Giannis. You want to be one of the Absolutely. best players. And I mean, think about him. Like he's a guard in a six eleven body. That's like, He's just not a normal human being, you know. He's like LeBron. Yeah. yeah he's a household name all <laughs> the, over the world. The Greek just, freak is ooh. what we refer to him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and his brother, 
same way too. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So then, so then what happens when they play for the, are there different levels of the national team or is there one national team for each age level? Uh, each age, one for each age level, but the way it worked, the way it used to work, they've changed it now. We have basketball Ireland have an academy structure put in. So again, uh, the best players from each region. So you have like Dublin, you know, it was half 50% of the population in Ireland lives in Dublin. So right. Dublin is obviously, it's, it's a Mecca. It's a home for, for sports in general, but it certainly is for basketball. Uh, a kid in, in, you know, in a rural area, the whole idea is that they're getting the same opportunity now as the kid in Dublin, you know, uh, they're getting the same material, they're getting the same skills, the same drills. When it comes to the national team, the way it used to work was 30 kids were picked for the national team. And then over a two year period, that's whittled down to 12. So every, okay. every couple of months you have, you have some cuts, you know, they come together uh, probably one or two weekends in a month in a central location. And then it gets whittled down. And then by the time, European championships come around, you have 12, you're, you're down to 12 players. Oh. So what, what would you say to the coach? What, what are you having your players do right now? What are, what are you, what are players in Ireland doing right now? Like, well, everyone's sitting at home at the minute, but <laughs> I know is there, is there abilities to get outside? I mean, there are a lot of outside hoops and stuff. Like I know our kids are trying to get on hoops. Like the, the biggest problem that we have here is core time. So there's just, there's just not enough access for kids to, co to courts. Like our national basketball arena is not as good as a lot of high schools in America. Okay. You know, so okay. it, only in the last couple of years are people starting to buy the, you know, like the Dr. Dish and the shooting guns. And right. It, it's starting to move forward. But the biggest issue is court time. It's very difficult for a kid. If, some, if a kid and, and their friend wants to go shoot hoops, it's difficult to go do it. You it's can't even find, like, at, at, at the school, there isn't hoops at the school? Generally, it's, it's very difficult to find. Wow. That's one of the biggest, yeah, it's one of the biggest things. And that's, again, when you're coaching over here, you know, there's no such thing as a wasted second or a wasted minute. You know, right. if you have, if you have, you know you have three hours in a week with a team. So the last thing that I ever wanted to do was was to spend that time uh, putting in a playbook, essentially. Right. You know, there's no, you do there's skill no point in me having. Yeah, yeah, it's all skill. It's skill and reaction, you know, read and react. Right. Trying to empower the kids as much as you possibly can to actually play the game of basketball. Like I tell my team, very first session, every, every year when I get a new team, the very first thing I say to them is, Listen, guys, I want to coach you in practice. I want you to get better. But when it comes to the game, I want to sit and watch. Right. I want to sit. I want to enjoy watching you guys play. I want to enjoy watching you guys figure it out. You know, and we always talk about uh, finding weaknesses on the other team and exploiting that and, and trying to get them on the same page constantly to do that. You know, it's obviously challenging. It's not something that's going to be picked up right away. Right. But there is a great sense of satisfaction at the end of the season when when you when you start to see that. Well, what I think is you what I think is unique is like this is what I think makes the U.S. unique in the sense of basketball is it's like foot, American football is a lot harder to practice. All you need to be a, become you need a ball and a basket, like literally, Absolutely. like and then a friend. And you don't even need, you don't even need the basket. No. 
you know you can go outside with the ball and you can get better right you know? oh yeah that and so that's what that, that was what I, the point i was trying to get to right now is with with everyone in the world seems to be shut down i tell i'm telling my players this is the selfish time right now huh. oh absolutely you know this is the time you can work on your ball handling you got a ball go outside like go find a empty area and go work on your ball handling you know work on your you know find a hoop like there's lots of hoops in the u.s like you can't go more than six feet and see a basketball hoop that's um, it uh, that's and basketball ireland have done a really good job during this quarantine with encouraging kids to do that so every night now for anyone that wants to follow on twitter i think at bball ireland or at bball irl uh they're, they're doing coaching clinics every single night. They are. I saw Tim's going to be on one. I think it was today. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, tonight, yeah. yeah. So they're doing that. Uh, we have a lot of players. You know, as, as you know yourself, the basketball world is very small, right? It is. <laughs> oh, man, the amount of people that, like, I've been, I've been warming up to play a game in Malaysia, and I look down the other end of the court, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, you know, someone right. that... Right. You might have played in college or someone. Right. And it's, it's, it's really fun like that. I really enjoy when that happens. But we have a lot of Americans that live in Ireland now, right? They would have came over 10, right. 20, 30 years ago to play professional in Ireland, you know, fell in love, got married, had kids, and now they're, now they're settled in Ireland. Right. So, so, and we have one of my teammates, uh, Lawrence Summers, Puff Summers, he goes by, went to Davison. Uh, he is a personal trainer over here on okay. Why Not Me. Why Not Me is an envious company. And he's like, the kids love him, man. The kids, he puts up drills every single day. And, it's and all where does he, so, so where does he do that training? Like, where, how does he make that work? Anywhere. Like, he, well, he has a gym that he goes to every morning. Okay. But right now, if you click on his thing, like I said, Why Not Me, he's doing workouts in the shed. You know, right. you have the law, you have the lawnmower hanging on the wall behind you. Have, <laughs> right. And, and, he, and he's working, you know. Right. And then you see when you look at these stories and stuff on social media, the amount of kids and young athletes that are following these workouts. And, you know, it can only help. Like it can only make us better. But we are lucky that it's becoming a bit of a melting pot. You know, in Europe now we have freedom of travel. Uh kind of like Europe is essentially like the States. Now, if you want to drive from, you know, from one state to the other, you can do that. So right. Europe is, Europe is like that. Now, once you're in, you're in and you can move around. Right. So we have the number one population in Ireland is Irish people, right? The second right. is po is Polish. And then you have lots of Lithuanians, you have lots of Eastern Europeans. So there are lots of Spanish, lots of French. It's Dublin is a, is a, international city you know right. there's there's cultures you walk down the street you'll hear 10 15 different languages, languages. in the space yeah. of 20 minutes that's awesome that's awesome yeah and they're bringing that you know and uh people that would have come over to work just say from lithuania they're staying now and now their kids are coming up so we have we have a lot of kids that are representing ireland playing for ireland and there's a big long lithuanian name on the back of their jersey you know right. which is pretty cool so right and then you have the people that are coming from America and coming from the other direction and it's just becoming this melting pot of different ideas and different coaches and it's an exciting time to be a part of it. It is. It is. So um, any parting words for coaches that are listening, coach, I appreciate you taking time out, out of your day. I do really do. Oh, uh, the biggest thing I think like you, you, you touched on it earlier, make it fun. You know, we're talking about young kids now, make it fun, make it as enjoyable as they possibly can. 
encourage them to do different things. You know, you see a lot of kids, uh, if you're just playing basketball from seven years old, you know, you're, you're, mov you're moving in the same patterns constantly. You're, you're, you're putting pressure on the same joints constantly. I think the more that young kids do, the stronger their bodies become. And, you know, eventually the better at basketball they're going to what be. Did you, the did, what other sports did you play? Because you're a big body. What other sports did you play when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, I played soccer, hurling, Gaelic football, rugby, handball, anything that we could get our hands and on. And I think the bigger bodies have a harder time with it in some respects. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's not – yeah, it's, it's 100%. <laughs> I was awkward till I was about 15 or 16, you know. Right, right. No, but I think it's just – I think it's the pounding. All, all the big players that I've – it's like that's why you don't want them to play one sport um, because you're right. It's those same movements in the joints and the legs and all that can't – that's play as many – yeah, play as many sports as you can. Well, thank yeah, you, Coach. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Be safe, okay? Thank you very much, yep. Coach. God bless. Bye. Bye, bye. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us keep the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.